Welcome to the 202020 Mastery Mission, The Stories. In this part two recording, we welcome back our guests to share war stories and bake in the concepts covered in their mastery session. Concepts are great, but everyone loves a story, exclusive to hunters and unicorns. The 202020 Mastery Mission is sponsored by SOAP, the global recruitment partner for the Playbook community. Welcome to Hunters and Unicorns, the 202020 Mastery Mission. In this bonus recording, we're absolutely honoured to welcome Andy White back to talk to us and build on the first recording where we spoke about some of the most common misconceptions of what medic isn't, but also how medic is such an effective qualification mindset. And I, I suppose in this in this um, bonus recording, Andy, what would be really good to understand is perhaps your journey. Um, you know, how, how did you actually enter this world and, and how did you come about actually eventually writing the, the book? Sure. Yeah. Well, what, 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 what a delight. I, I was a bit sad that I thought the podcast had finished. And then you guys said, there's no, we're going to do a bonus session. So <laughs> get to get to spend more time with you and your audience. Thank you very much. So yeah, I think like so many people, I think most people I meet in sales never grew up saying, I want to be a salesperson when I'm older, right? That's, that's not a thing. And I, I actually dropped out of school at 15. I don't have a single qualification to my name. And I kind of went, I, what I thought I was going to do is work in theater. That's, that's what I thought I was going to do. Then I realized I neither talented nor good looking enough to have a career on stage or screen or anything like that. Um, so I, I said to my brother who I really look up to, like, like, what should I do? Like, and he, he said to me, he's like, well, my friends like you, which I've never really asked him what that meant, but I don't think he meant it positively. Um, my friends like you go into sales. And so I literally went on to you know, what we will know as the job center website, which is, you know, it says what it is on the tin and, uh, and I applied for jobs and I had an interview literally 30 minutes later to sell double glazing door to door. And that was how I got into sales. And then, you know, I kind of had this feeling that I needed to get into proper sales, like B2B sales. And so I pushed my way into that, started out in what would be known today as a SDR role, but actually it was called then telesales didn't have a posh title and i just kind of like so many people just work work my way up and it was actually SD, sdring for erp software and then i sold e-commerce and i kind of moved into the field and and did that for a while a, a startup and then found my way to oracle so from sort of a six-person bootstrap startup to oracle was like you know I don't think you could get any further from one extreme to the other. And all the while, you know, I was, I would say that as a, as a salesperson, I was working hard. I was very coachable. I was reading all the books, thought I was doing all the right things, but particularly at Oracle, I just kind of had this, what I now call like deal uncertainty. It's just like this feeling of I'm, I, I'm doing okay performance wise, but I'm often surprised, right? by winning or losing. I don't really, I have my gut, which I can rely on, but I kind of miss out on. I had this feeling of uncertainty, this feeling of like sales should click, right? It's gonna click at some point and I'll just, everything will fall into place and I'll know how to do everything perfectly. But it never really happened. Though, don't get me wrong, I was, I, was, I was doing some good numbers. And then I had the opportunity to go to Sprinkler, which I jumped at. And at Sprinkler is where I learned MedPick as it is there. And for me, it kind of was this, it's almost like epiphany moment where I was like, wow, okay, this is what I've been missing. All like this, this feeling of it not clicking, it's all started to click. And the, it, what was like uncertainty turned to confidence. And what I'll say about it is that it's not that I, I, I started, you know, it helped me win more deals from a perspective of made me like a better salesperson. But what it, it, what it did was it helped me identify where I was strong, 
on deals so I could double down on those things. And it, it identified where I was weak so that I could kind of work on those things. Or if I, if, if, if the opportunity was too weak, you know, I should, it told me that I should qualify out. So that's kind of how I came to, to know and love MedPick. What was interesting was the next role I took, again, as an individual contributor after that, um, was another company who, you know, part of the, the pros and cons list on a pro for them was they used Medic. I turned up and it was like a 30 minute session in the onboarding and I came back to Europe and it was never really spoken about again. It was just these kind of derelict fields in Salesforce that no one ever used, but I, I carried on using it. So I always think that was a good experience for me because it, it showed me that even if no one else around me is using it, I can still get some value from, from using it. Right. And I did, and it really helped me there. And then I moved into sales leadership and I didn't have any kind of bias towards medic. It was just something that was in my playbook. Right. And you know, you know what it's like when you turn up day one, a new company of established sales team, you're kind of in learn and listen mode. And I was looking around and trying to understand, you know, what's, what's the thing that's going to be most important for me to deploy from my playbook here? Is it going to be that we need to get on top of pipeline generation? Is it going to be that we need to work on, you know, closing better? Is the, does the sales process itself need some evaluation? And actually within, within literally the very first meeting of, of the, of my uh, tenure at that company, it became clear that I needed medic. And I'll tell you why it, uh, the, the, the week started as they often do with a, uh, a forecast call that was in person. I wasn't taking it. It was, you know, it was my first day, but, um, the one of the founders was was taking the the forecast session and he asked about a deal that was in forecast to close at the end of the month so we're talking like less than four weeks away and the salesperson said this they said yeah still looking good and so the, the founder drilled down a little bit said well last week you said you hadn't heard from them for a week if you, if you had an update and he said nope nope but i've got some good yesware and Yesware, for those that don't know, is, is one of those sales tech tools that sits on your email and tells you if people are reading your emails. So his, his update on the forecast was, yeah, keep this in forecast. Even though I haven't spoke to them for two weeks and they're ghosting me, they've been reading my emails, right? So it's like, it's not a no, it's just, you know. And so then came a ton of like sales velocity from using Medic. And we, we you know, we, the, the numbers were great and things really started to pick up. So I, I became a a big, big fan of Medic for, for, from a sales leader perspective. Um, and then the same situation kind of happened in the next sales leadership role and, and so on and so on. It just became not, again, but I wasn't trying to lead with it. It was just that it was always the most high value thing I could do upon arriving, arriving at a new, a new company. And then, you know, then I, I started to realize that I was getting all this incredible value from using Medic and I, I would look around and I would see, you know, all these great companies that we know, you know, like Snowflake, MongoDB, the data robots, data dogs, you know, all of these great companies that, you know, the, the, the most we, we associate having the most elite sales teams and the most elite um, salespeople. And they're all using Medic or MedPick. And I was like, well, why is nobody talking about this? Yeah, there's a few sort of lifestyle businesses. Obviously, the, there's a great companies like Force Management and Sales Medic Group that, that really, you know, do well with it. But there wasn't many people talking about it outside of those, those companies. So I thought I should talk about it a bit. So I started blogging about it. And I used to get so I, I write a blog post about hiring and no one, no one would read it. Like I'd write a blog post about MedPick and I'd get lots of positive feedback. So I thought I'll write a book. And I don't know about you guys, but at that point, I had no intention of writing a book. It was just like, yeah, sure, I'll do this. And it pro in my head, I was like, it probably ended up in being more blog posts. But then COVID happened, had all this time on my hands, got the book out. And even then, it, the only reason I was writing it was to 
to be honest, I wanted to be a CRO. And I was just, how can I accelerate my pathway there? And I thought, you know, talking more about what I knew about Medic would help along that path. And then everything sort of took a, a side turn when the book came out and people just wanted to talk to me about Medic. And I saw the opportunity to, to help organizations with the enablement and the operalization of Medic. So that's kind of how I've ended up where I am today. And I feel like I've been talking for a really long time. So I'm going to pause there and uh, yeah, let you guys to I speak. Andy, it's an absolutely fascinating story. Do you remember the day when you successfully in, you know, went in with the right mindset of Medic, not as a, an afterthought, but actually went in it really thinking about what you're going in and really thinking about Medic? Do you remember that day and, and, and seeing the results of it and that aha moment? Yeah, a bit better than that, actually. I can remember... I remember coming out of a meeting and thinking about, oh, I should probably think about this in relation to Medic. I hadn't gone into the meeting thinking about it with Medic. And I realized it was like the, the wrong way around. I was like, wow, if I'd have thought about these things before the meeting, I'd have had such a better meeting. And so that made me think, all right, well, let's fix this. What's the next meeting? And I kind of applied it then so i can remember it but even then i'm you know i'm not gonna tell some sort of glorious story about like it just sort of happened and i had an epiphany and there i was you know i was all of a sudden gone from being a b player to an a player or something like that it did take time and that's that's okay i think i think it's like we, people i think need to understand with medic it's like uh it's not something you can just sort of learn oh this is what the letters stand for and now i'm a medic user i think there's you know i'm learning all the time still even though you know for the last two years i've pretty much thought about nothing else professionally i'm i'm still learning tons and tons and tons and there's still a ton more for me to learn so i think it, think about it as as just like um we talked about this before but like a mindset a way of working and, and get and you'll get better but for me yeah it it i'd say it clicked but it it, it wasn't like binary it wasn't like one day i was bad one day i was good it was it was definitely a progression did you find yourself being a lot more in control of what you're doing rather than it just being a bit of a finger in the air and testing the wind, so to speak? Yeah. And I think like the way I feel that would be in, a, in, in like forecast calls and deal reviews, you know, where I always say this sort of joke, but it's like, you know, you've got two options. You can either put your money, you're betting on which salesperson's going to win their deal. And the only thing you get to know is the two salespeople walk in, one of them spends two minutes telling you about their deal, and one of them spends 15 seconds telling you about their deal. Like, which one do you put your money on? And people always say the 15 seconds, because they're like, you know, if someone takes two minutes, that's probably 15 seconds of truth, and the rest is all waffle, right? Or as they say in uh, America, fluff, I think as they say. I recently learned that they don't say waffle in America. I know a lot of your audience is in America. They're like, we eat waffles, we don't talk it. <laughs> I do want to go back to that move to Sprinkler. Did, were you aware of Medic when you made that move? Or was that, and was that something you were seeking? No, it wasn't. I was, the, the funny thing here, and, I, and there's two parts to this story that I think are really fun. The first is that um, when I was at the previous company before Oracle, actually, um, I had been headhunted um, to go for just an AE role. And I really geeked out on this role. Like, I mean, I properly geeked out. I, and the guy interviewing me actually commented that he, he thought I knew more about the company than he did, which was probably, a, a, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But um, 
uh, I, I, but I knew within 30 seconds of being in that interview that I wasn't getting that job, right? But as part of that ridiculous amount of research and effort I put into re- like preparing for that, I'd reached out to someone in the US um, who worked for that company and said, hey, look, I'm, I'm interviewing. What, what, what tips can you give me? And they replied after my interview and said, hey, I wouldn't bother. They only hire people from Oracle. So I kind of went Oracle, like the database company. That's how I saw them at the time, right? And so I, that's how I ended up at Oracle because I was like, if I want to go and work for that kind of cool company, I need to go and do my time at Oracle, Right. And and that's exactly what happened. I went to Oracle for about a couple of years, did my time, got that kind of red logo on my resume, had some success. It was, it was a, you know, it was a definitely, don't get me wrong, it's a good place. I learned a lot there, but it wasn't for me. And so when the sprinkler opportunity came along, it was like, yeah, you you know, you if this is another cool company. And funny enough, I think sprinkler was the 17th unicorn in tech. And it was like a week before I joined that that was announced. Now, like, you know, who's not a unicorn, right? You know, um, but then, you know, it's quite unique. So that's how I, uh, how I went there. And then the, the second part of this is funny as no, I hadn't heard of Medic before. In fact, this is quite, this, this still makes me laugh. And I kind of get sort of a goosebumpy even thinking about this as a sort of a funny thing is that in my onboarding called Splash in New York at, at Sprinkler, I remember being taught about Medic, there was another guy that came into the room and he was, he was introduced as an AE that was working there in the, um, in the East Coast team. And um, I didn't know, this guy was called Richard Dunkel. And he just came in to, to kind of join the session um, while someone else taught us about Medic. And I later realized that's Dick Dunkel, right? Dick Dunkel. But he was just like, I mean, he was he was great and he was adding value and, and gold nuggets as he always does. But like, come on, like if it's a Medic onboarding session, the guy that invented it should be the one at the front doing it. So that always makes me laugh to think about that. Uh, I could have been taught Medic by Dick Dunkel, but no, it was someone else uh, who was great and not knocking them at all. But it's just kind of funny. Imagine like playing, you know, learning to play golf and like Tiger Woods is Tiger Woods is like spectating you while some sort of PGA coach. <laughs> the board wasn't half bad either and the leadership at Sprinkler as well. So obviously so it's an illustrious. Right, for sure. You know, Andy, what's what's next? What's uh, what's what's the big plan? Yeah, great question. So I think so what we what we what we help organizations with is that if you think that the, the problem I saw when I kind of really dug into the, the world of medic is that because it's open source and because kind of anyone can kind of lean in and use it and because so many companies like, you know, they, they love it, they want to use it. What you'd see is that they put medic on their job adverts, you know, people, they're looking for people with medic abilities and skills and experience. And what that, what I saw happening was that people go, well, medic, what's that? Just as I would have done, right? If I saw it on the sprinkler job advert and I'd probably Google it and I'd probably find, you know, maybe a HubSpot article, or maybe our website. I'd be like, right, what does M stand for? And I'd learn, you know, I would, I would learn what all the letters stand for. I think, yeah, I know what this is i don't know what it is at that stage that's that's like that's super high level right and so what i see is what we do is we help companies to to really overcome that enablement challenge where they 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 want their teams to all understand medics that's that's what we do we have like a an online masterclass that helps with that and then the next thing we're working on is really kind of how do you operationalize it how do you bring it into everything you do we're having a lot of real great conversations with other go-to-market teams so how can you know how can marketing support the sales team with metrics how can um how can we use medic for SDR teams? How can we align all of these different departments? How can the product team use the live decision criteria to make decisions about 
their roadmap? How can product marketing make decisions about what things they focus on creating support for the field for based on looking at, you know, why they're winning deals and why they're losing deals and all that kind of stuff. So really extending that common language across the entire go to marketing. That's, that's what we're, uh, that's what we're busy on over the next year. And we've got a couple of things. One I can't talk about yet because I, I, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag, but we're, I've been working on this for over, well over, well over uh, 18 months now, but it's been you know a long time coming. Um, something that's going to be really exciting. We've got Medicon coming up. You guys can have an exclusive on that, actually, if you like. So 8th of September, Medicon. A lot of people thought that we were going to be adding in a couple of letters because we did this kind of save the date Medicon. And people were like, well, what does the O and N stand for? <laughs> it's Medic Conference, people. Come on. Like, I thought it was obvious. People, people have been DMing me really excited. What does the O stand for? Like, Come on, man. I thought it was obvious. Um, so, yeah, we we're going to do a conference for, for 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 all things medic. That's coming up. We've, we're just relaunching our community. Dick Dunkel's going to be doing you know kind of a, a chat with us on on our community launch. Yeah, we've just we're, we've got a new website coming, new branding. Yeah, it, this isn't interesting to your audience, but I'm very excited about it. So yeah, lots lots of cool stuff coming. Well, Andy, it's been an absolute uh, you, pleasure too, having right. you on. Yeah, and uh, yeah, as as always, you know, we we've we've really enjoyed kind of spending time with you, and you know, just to just to reinforce what we've previously said you bring so much value to the community and 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 you've been a real trailblazer in really helping to kind of oxygenate this this amazing world so it's a pleasure to have you on the show and, and thank you for taking the time to speak with us cool. today thanks guys i've loved it yeah thank you so much andy really do appreciate your time so again to all of our viewers all our audience please do subscribe to our various channels itunes spotify and youtube i'll ensure all the links are in the description below um, but please stay tuned for more of the 2020 mastery session have you enjoyed the session today please help others discover our series by sharing and liking our content are you on the mission? Click subscribe so you don't miss out. The 2020 Mastery Mission, The Stories, are brought to you by SOAP, the global recruitment partner for the Playbook community. Check out so muchsoap.com for more information.